PJ. Hey, Marco. It's 6.50 in the morning. On a Saturday. What do you want? Uh, oh, uh, did I wake you? Yes. Whatever. Don't care. Too excited. You need to turn on PBS right now. You have to be kidding me. I wouldn't call you unless this was an emergency, Marco. Now do it! Uh, fine. And with those frequencies in place, that's how Pink Floyd is really a mere sonic combination of The Who, Sister Rosetta Tharp, and The Doors. That's our show for today. Remember, music is everything and everywhere, and the government is secretly watching us at all times. Trust no one. See you next week! You woke me up to watch a lecture from the 70s? I hate you. Marco, this is the original Professor Music children's show. They've been running this marathon since 2 a.m. And they're all amazing! You've been watching this all night? Whatever. Don't care. Too excited! Look, this guy is the real deal. We need to track him down and put him in our podcast before someone else does. I've got his address, and I'm parked outside. Get dressed so we can go! Huh? Are you calling me from my own driveway? Yes! I was going to break into your house and kidnap you, but I showed a lot of restraint. When I'm more awake, remind me to be mad at you. I'll be on five. This is the address listed from the show. I think we're here. In all of your excitement, did you check to see if anyone still lives here? This building looks like it's been abandoned for a long time. Great point. We'll find out together. So mad. So tired. That still works. Kind of. Good sign. Who is that? Professor Music. It is an honor. My name is PJ, and this is my associate Marco. You have a unique gift of truly understanding the depths of music. In the 70s, you were way ahead of your time, but I think the world is finally ready for you. Uh, get to the point, RJ. Uh, well, my name's not, but the point is, we would love to have you in our podcast. I don't know what a podcast is. Also, no, please get off of my property. Well, that was fun. No, we are not giving up on him. I've got an idea. Leave. Look, Professor, we know that your show got canceled because of your controversial theories and it led to a life of seclusion and fear. How did you know that? 
I watched five minutes of your show, and combined with looking at this dump, it seemed pretty obvious. I watched nine full episodes, and I'm a huge fan! Whatever. Get to the point, Marbo. Over two on names. Look, my point is you don't have to know what a podcast is, but you should, since it's the perfect vehicle for you and your message. Millions of people listen to podcasts every day, and the government has zero oversight. If you join us for our show, think of the possibilities. Millions of people listen to your show? Well... The numbers are growing, but with you on board, the sky's the limit. All right, I'll do it on one condition. I need to hear you guys sing. What? Music is everything to me, and I need to know that my colleagues share this special gift. Now sing. Any song? Yes. Win me over with the music. Hey, Marco. Do you know the words to any Fleet Foxes songs? No. Do you know the words to any Yo Gotti songs? No. I guess that means one thing. Oh boy, here goes nothing. Wake up in the morning feeling like Pete Diddy. Grab my glasses out the door, I'm going to hit this city. Before I leave, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. Because when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. I'm, I'm talking, talking pedicures, pedicures on, on our, our toes, toes, trying on all our clothes, clothes. Boys blowing up, up our bones, bones. bones. Drop-topping, Drop playing our favorite CDs, CDs. Pulling up, up to, to the parties Trying, trying to get, get a little bit Don't stop, make it pop DJ, blow my speakers up Tonight, I'ma fight Till we see the sunlight Tick-tock on the clock But the party don't stop No, oh, 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 oh Oh, 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 Simply marvelous Yes, I will join your show And together we will make History. All of those years of karaoke, totally worth it. Hit it. Ten years in the making. Team Weekend is back. A lot of things have changed since our debut on local radio. Did somebody say podcast? No. Podcast. podcast. Yeah. But no matter how much things change, one question remains. You want a piece of my heart? What did you say? You gotta start from the start. You're speaking nonsense. You wanna be in the show? I am in the show. I'm a co-host. Come on, baby. Let's go. Baby? Who are you calling baby right now? Wait, wait. Have you just been quoting Loverboys working for the weekend this whole time? No. Everybody's working for the weekend. Yeah. It's time for the weekend. Everyone's watching to see what you do. Everyone's looking at you. It's back. The Weekend Podcast, episode number eight. It's a special edition one, right, Marco? What do we got in store for the people? It's a very special podcast in that it is the Team Weekend Podcast. So every podcast is a special podcast. It is, but you know, like, 
Episode 7 was 007, James Bond, you know, 008. We got, we, we got, we got a special edition one here for people too, right? Yes, special in a, in a, in a more subtle way. <laughs> subtle? We don't do subtle, Marco. This is the weekend. Come on, we gotta like think of a big theme for people here, right? All right, this week's theme. Should I say this episode's theme? Yes, definitely episode. It was a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer. <laughs> this episode's theme is post-theme podcast. That is an excellent idea, Marco, and also extremely lame. But worry not, people. We got a great episode in store here for the post-theme episode which is, you know, basically it means what? We're above it all, right, Marco? At this point, no more theme podcasts ever again. You're making me say so many things I don't want to say. I don't. Th- I think this is a non-theme episode. We have themed episodes. We have non-themed episodes. In my opinion, it's the majority non-themed episodes, which makes the theme episodes even more special. That said... This is also a special episode. I was going to say, because if we're telling the people this is not going to be a special episode, it's not a great way to start the episode. We're pretty far into this. I don't think we can get out of this cleanly. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. <laughs> all right. Wait, all right. Let, let's talk through what exactly is going to happen this episode. And let's figure out if we can come up with a theme here by the end of this. So, you know, you know, t- setting aside everything, episode ep- number eight here. We're going to kick off with an old standby that we have not done since episode number one, people. It's So What's New. See, that's like a special thing that I was subtly alluding to. There's a lot of subtlety in this show. (laughs) So you're saying this theme of this episode is subtlety. I don't think you're capable of doing that theme, so no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Marco, can you tell me about the second subtle segment? Of this episode. Well, this is not so subtle. This is a brand new segment. It's musical equations. Well, that there goes the theme, Marco. A brand new segment, all about professor music. This, I mean, this is gonna blow people's tops off. I think that's finally something we've agreed upon. <laughs> and we've got an old standby coming up after that. Yes, that's right, people. We're here to educate with Mad Mad Marcos. Bad, bad stock advice. It's been a long time since I left you without a dope beat to step to. That's right. Mad, mad Marco is back with some more bad, bad stock advice. Very exciting. (laughs) And there's nothing subtle about stock advice. Let me tell you that. And also, that was a dope rhyme, which kind of fits in with our last theme, the old standby music. It was actually a subtle ode to a great uh, music producer, Timbaland. Oh, you know, I think, you know, now that you say that, that that all makes more sense. So that's right, people. We have a Timbaland-themed podcast. Huh. If we we will do our best, and if it doesn't work, we'll try harder and do that later. Because that'd be fun. That'd be a fun podcast theme. That would be fun. You know what? (laughs) Let's just see how this works out. Marco, why don't you tell me, so what's new?
So. 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 What's new? So. 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 What's new? All right. Our first segment in this theme slash non-themed episode eight. So what's new? The first time we did this was episode one, our first very first episode, and we recapped all of our history. We've been struggling to release these on a normal cadence, so we thought, <laughs> what perfect time to bring back So What's New. You are correct, Marco. Actually, not only was this the first episode that this segment came in, it also was the first segment of the first episode. Like, this was the first thing we did. We had to bring the people back up to speed and let them know what's going on after all, you know, our our big break between our radio show and the podcast. Now it's just a big break between episodes in the podcast. We want to kind of bring people up to speed here. Absolutely. And uh, again, that's probably what makes this episode eight specials because it's been a while since we've had an episode. <laughs> Hence the specialness. Yes. Now, I, I you know, we've had, you know, a break here and, you know, our bad, you know, <laughs> hands up in the air. <laughs> but like, I think for today, you know, for this segment's sake, what we're planning to do here is kind of do a recap, though, a little bit of all that's happened since we started the podcast here, going back to twenty seven, end of 2017 here, and bring the people back up to speed of what's been going on since then. Absolutely. There's been a lot to cover just in this year and a quarter timeline. So, PJ, without further ado, what is new? So what's new? You know, great question, Marco. Um, <laughs> and, it, and let's start off here by going back to 2017, kind of the end of 2017. I think we're going to break this down into four different segments here. And I'll start off, and I think we'll alternate here a little bit. My first thing to talk about at the end of 2017, things that are new, things that happened at that point. First thing, North Korea said it launched a new nuclear-capable missile that could allegedly reach the entire continental United States at the end of 2017. Also, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle got engaged. Those were big things that happened in 2017, right at the end there. Yeah, those were two things that happened at the end of 2017. I had to do it, Marco. I had to do it. I intentionally did not bring this up because I thought it would be a fresh start. We're in calendar year 2018. Again, talking about the end of 2017. So you said 2017, exactly. Okay, so this stops after 2017? I'm not going to make any promises, but I ran out of time researching the rest of the years so or quarters here. So yes, there's a very good chance that it ends in 2017. Okay. But I'm not making any promises. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't want you to make a promise on air. That would that'd be way too taxing for you. <laughs> so anyways, very, very informational. Well done, PJ. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I figured we got to start with kind of some good news and some bad news. You know, at the end of the day, though, some people got engaged. And I think, it, you know, it all cancels out at the end. That was that was the good news story? The, the engagement, yes. Most people would find an engagement good news. Okay. Again, you, that was more of an editorial, but yeah, just, just curious. <laughs> all right, Marco. You know, Mr. Judgmental, what do you have that happened at the end of 2017? Okay. Uh, my... End of 2017 story uh, takes place on November, and uh, before I get into that, again, we're doing some callbacks to the first time we did this segment, episode one, 
PJ did a lot of research, pouring over news articles. I did. I just looked at my Facebook, <laughs> found out stories from the thing. And you know, I was inspired by PJ's work. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to go back to Facebook. Did that. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to do it. It's been done. Can't, can't <laughs> go back to Facebook. I have to you know, tread new territory, expand my realm of journalism. <laughs> so I went to my Twitter account. <laughs> and I found the most important stories from this past year or so. So I can actually pinpoint the date. Of all these things, and uh, yeah, PJ, yeah, <laughs> any comments before I get into this? Well, can you tell me? Was like so, I, you know, Twitty, you know, Twitter is a little different than Facebook. You know, anything could happen on the wall of a Facebook. Is this coming from your Twitter feed? So something really important from your Twitter feed at the end of 2017? That is correct. I follow no news outlets on Twitter. <laughs> Um, most of my followers don't even tweet, so I have to rely on myself a lot for this. So uh, I'm fascinated. You know, I'll, I'll start with one, and you kind of see how it goes. Uh, okay. This is this is good. I'm expecting okay. some really important thing to have happened on your Twitter feed here. Right, right, as you should. So, November twentieth, two thousand seventeen, I wrote the following tweet: "Quote." Yesterday, I drove by the Hormel Chili Factory, and it smelled like chili. There is still good in this world if you know where to find it. End quote. <laughs> now, the reason I picked this is based on actual metrics. So it's not just you know personal preference here. That tweet got nine likes and two comments. I, I don't think I was one of the likes. I can tell you that. First off, because I don't like chili. And second, like, okay, so 2017, I mean, usually when I think of Chile, odd reference, I usually think of Cincinnati. You were out of Cincinnati by by this time, right? Right. This was actually on a road trip um, to Wisconsin from Michigan, <laughs> and so we were driving. I can tell you, you weren't one of those likes, but you want to know who was one of those likes? Hormel Foods, also <laughs> one of the comments. They said... They responded, There's, there is still good. You can find it in a can of chili or along the interstate in Beloit, Wisconsin. So much good. You know, I thought that was a great tweet by them. You know, first off, I just want to say this is very important. We are not a sponsored podcast, Marco. And I hate that I had to specify that there. So first off, if there was a dislike button for this tweet, I would definitely be pressing it like 13 times right now. Well, no, I mean, yes, we're not sponsored. You know, full no. transparency. I was not paid to tweet that. It was genuine, no. which is why we got the genuine response. Nine likes. Only one of them was Hormel. Eight other people felt the same way I felt. They just happened to all be employees of Hormel, but that's a different story. You know, I, you know, I, I will. Here's what we'll do. We'll have the Team Weekend Podcast account retweet all these tweets, so you can kind of take a look, and do your own investigation. <laughs> And see what's what's what you know. Again, we're we're we're, we're missing the point. The story, twenty seventeen <laughs> quarter four was chilly. I see. I was gonna say. I thought the story was you became friends with a lot of people at Hormel here. No, no, that's not it. This is this is a online social media thing. A mini flurry, nine likes, two comments. <laughs> you know, people saw the tweet. You know, those are only people who clicked. I mean, think about how many people I reached who didn't like it. But, you know, in reality, liked it. 
Yeah, that was me. I didn't like it. I said I don't like it. Yeah. Well, you know, another comment was from Consigliere Nick, so a friend of the show. <laughs> I didn't want to have to play that card, but our lawyer loved <sighs> it, so, so there. He, uh, I knew he would. All right, PJ, you want to go back to your news? Yes, I, and I also want to leave 2017 well in the past because it's chilly. Ugh. All right, you know, let's get to some good news here because I didn't just go into a Twitter feed or some Facebook feed. I scoured the internet to try and figure out what was super relevant at the beginning of 2018. And you know what was, Marco? I can tell you what was. It was the South Korean Winter Olympics. Pyeongchang. That's right. People forget that it, like the Winter Olympics happened this year. Yeah, I count me in for that. I forgot. It was right. Did I mean do you not remember uh what is it, Red, who got the first gold medal in snowboarding? There was Sean White. I think he also uh got a gold medal in half pipe. There was all the male figure skaters for USA having a panic attack and melting except for Adam Rippon. I mean, it was it was a heck of an Olympics, and you know, to me, it feels like three years ago. I'm already ready for the next Olympics because I don't think we did a sports segment on it this year. That was a big miss in our uh, podcasting here. That's why I thought we needed to bring it up in So What's New, Marco. The Olympics, it happened. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's on record, and uh, you reported it, and <laughs> <laughs> I did. And I only picked one. You should be saying how proud of me you are. Instead, you're, you're like baffled that I picked a story and I told you exactly what the story was here. What, Marco, did you tweet about the Olympics here? What about you? No, okay. Um. All right, sorry. I I let the motions you know, get in the way. I'm not a big Winter Olympics guy. But you know what? That probably was a story of the first quarter of 2018. Uh, you, you, you think pro- for PJ? Yes. My story <laughs> quarter one of 2018 was about the Grammys. You probably forgot about the Grammys, didn't you? Yeah, because what, does that happen every four years also? No, but it's been a long time since I watched them. Thus, <laughs> this tweet. Quote, Tonight was a good reminder of why I haven't watched the Grammys in a long time. End quote. <laughs> First off, shame on you for even thinking you need to check back in on the Grammys. This is almost as bad as the Chili tweet. We all hate the Grammys. We know the Grammys are terrible. Fool, you know, like, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me, like, 15 times. That's got to be shame on you. Well, no, so it's one of those things where sometimes you have to relearn a lesson, and I'm not proud of it. It probably had been eight years since I last watched the Grammys. It's been a long time. My sister was visiting from out of town. It was a Sunday night. It was cold. It was, you know, January. What do you do on a Sunday night to entertain I only I had limited TV options at the time, but you know you get the major channels as part of you know the digital antenna. So like you know we like music, maybe we'll try the Grammys again. Maybe we'll give it a second chance. Um, we we were we were wrong. <laughs> what do you do on a late Sunday night in January? You know what you do? You record a podcast, Marco. That's what you do. Also. You know, really, way to blame it on the sister here, that she's the reason you watch the Grammys. You should have told her. No, don't watch the Grammys. They're terrible. No, I, all right, if that was misconstrued, I apologize. I blame myself. I was the host. I think I may have even suggested it. <sighs> should have watched a movie. Yeah. We would have we been better with four hours of sleep <laughs> versus watching the Grammys. <laughs> Again, Starting off pretty bitter. Yeah. <laughs> does your does your you know twenty eighteen progress into to happier news? You did, but I'll tell you my 
second story in 2018. So this is kind of like mid-year 2018 is not a happy story. Mid-20... No. Uh, yeah, for me at least. Mid-2018 is basically when scooters became a thing again. They all started around that time in San Francisco, and now they've extended to cities and beyond. But these electric scooters that are driving me nuts kind of started there in the mid-year of 2018. And boy, I hate them. Well, that's actually a... Uh, I think that's a good story, because that's... that's uh... No, no, I said it was a bad story, Marco. Well, again, we take turns, you know, sharing <laughs> thoughts on this podcast. You know, it's been a while since we recorded one, but we got to work together. <laughs> My thoughts on the on the subject. <laughs> Rebuttal? No, we don't have to work together. I, I, I'm not, I don't say I'm a fan of the scooters, but it's good to know the origin story. I did not know when they were popularized, so I learned something. So thank you for providing some knowledge. Yes, but you almost sound like you're excited to have learned when the scooters came out because you're a fan now of these scooters. And man, look at they were here then. So exciting. Like these these things are a walking death trap, Marco. I They drive me. I, I really dislike them. Okay, well, you know, again, we're reporting, kind of, you know, act, putting on a journalist hat. As a journalist, you shouldn't super dive deep into a tone when i never said i like these scooters in fact on the record i said i didn't like the scooters but that was very informational like i knew about the olympics i was familiar with those other two stories too but this is something that you know happened even more recently but didn't really know yeah well thank you I, you know that was almost complimentary of me so i will take it so marco what else was ruining 2018 this year well i'm glad you said that because this next tweet was something that bothered me <laughs> My quarter to 2018 tweet was about the song John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. So on June 7th, 2018, I tweeted the following, quote, You know what's a wax song I thought of this morning? John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Granted, I'm not the target audience for that song, but it is super annoying. <laughs> you know what, Marco? I'll have to admit, I remember when this tweet came out. If you did get a like on it, I definitely liked this one. But I also have to question, this is definitely some a song that is not new for 2018. Right. So here's what I'm going to say. Again, I had the system. <laughs> the system was, again, looking at my personal Twitter account, you know, from best mm. story from each quarter, starting at Q4 2018. Now we're on Q2 2018. I used, you know, metrics you know, to determine what is the best story. Because again, I wrote all these tweets. I, I stand by these tweets. These are, you know, my thoughts expressed via Twitter. The metrics for this quarter, this was the winning one. Five likes, four comments. Five likes, four comments. You know, because uh, like in, in Twitter, you know, there's like a thing called being ratioed. I guess this would be still on the good side of the ratio, correct? I don't know how to answer that because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, man, wait a bit. We're starting to sound old here, Marco. You got to be up on this stuff. The, uh, never mind. We're you know people can look it up if they don't know what being ratioed is. But five likes, that's solid. And you know, I you know to me the question is, do people that like that tweet are just excited to hear about John Jacob Jinglehanger Smith, or are they like agreeing with you at how awful a song it is? That's a good question. I I can't tell you based on the the, the likes. But in terms of the comments, we can kind of dive deeper into what people are thinking. Um, actually, the first mm -hmm. comment's from you. Oh, great news. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> with your permission, I'll read your comment. 
<laughs> what did I say back in 2018? So you responded, surprised John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt Jr. didn't come out with a remix, updated it for the millennials. That's a, that's a relevant comment, I think. And that so, probably would have made it more relevant for So What's New. Right. Well, speaking of segments, let me continue on. So out of the four <laughs> comments, two of them were replies from me. I responded to you, a remix couldn't hurt, and then hashtag it actually could. <laughs> so a little joke there. Didn't get any likes, but, you know, that's okay. I'm not doing it all for likes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Then Consigliere Nick, friend of the show, our lawyer, responds to me, guilty pleasure for sure. You know, classic, you know, guilty pleasure segment. He's trying to, you know, work his way into the conversation masterfully. <laughs> then I respond to him, nah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> that alone should have gotten five likes. <laughs> hey, hey, if if that got five likes, then that could have been its own sub-story of Q2 2018. <laughs> But again, we spend a lot of time covering a song that's an old children's song that's annoying. PJ, let's let's kick it over to you for some real news from Q3 2018. You know, so I didn't exactly close it out on real news, but I did close <laughs> it out on something that is very relevant to the way you just closed that out. Children's things that are annoying. <laughs> so here, at the end of 2018, one of the big trends to me that I wanted to make note of here, so what's new, is like Fortnite has become a thing. Like that was kind of late summer and it's just kind of blown up through this late summer fall stretch here. On, I don't know, every pretty much video game console possible from phones to Xboxes. I'm not gonna, you know, this is probably gonna date our podcast here, Marco, but I think I already know the answer. Let's raise our hands if you've played Fortnite so far. Whoosh. Oh, come on. Have you really? Uh, no. Also, the whooshing sound was supposed to be me raising my hand for those who are listening, which is almost everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Visual podcast. (laughs) But yes, I don't, you know, this is like one of the biggest things around right now, Marco, and we are not doing it. Well, who knows? By the time this podcast comes out and published, maybe we are doing it and we can talk about it in episode nine. Maybe we'll even do a theme podcast about Fortnite one day. Who knows what the future holds? It's <laughs> a great point, Marco, because, you know, between John Jingle Hypersmith, you know, we missed that boat completely. Fortnite, it's right here. It's happening. We're watching this boat go by. That was very poetic. Thank you. Do you have a poetic way to kind of close out 2018 to kind of bring the people back up to speed here for episode eight? It's it's somewhat poetic. I think um, it's it's an interesting. This this next tweet of mine is mostly not my own words. Oh, good. It's a quote. I don't know, and you know that's a good segue into what this is. Um, the tweet was published on September 15th. 2018 I was attending a football game at the University of Michigan and in the stands uh, it was unusually quiet and I overheard someone talking on the phone so I'm gonna read this quote and uh, the you know I'll just read it and then you'll kind of see if it's poetic or not I kind of argue I think it is a little bit but here here okay so the tweet says quote overheard at michigan stadium today this is the actual quote 
Yeah, I'm inside the stadium. I'll come out. I'm wearing a yellow Michigan shirt and blue pants. That's the end of the quote. Then I threw on some hashtags for fun. Hashtag mystery solved. Hashtag go blue. That was poetic at the end, I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, and you know, a lot of people agreed to, again, based on the metrics, got 12 mm. likes. So that was the the most liked thing, even more than the chili comment. Yeah. I mean, so uh, first off, clarification here, you know, in case people are not Michigan fans, which, though I think a high demographic so far of the weekend podcast tends to be in the Michigan circle, but, you know, Michigan's colors, maize and blue, you know, the thing to do when you're at a Michigan game is wear maize. So this person in the tweet is clearly, you know, I'm wearing the maize in blue. No kidding, fellas. So is everybody else in the stadium. That was a very good clarification. So I appreciate that. Um, again, I think there's a lot of Michigan fans who are one of those people who liked it. When you throw, you use hashtags, again, I'm not the, you know, the Twitter expert here, but sometimes a hashtag can kind of drive awareness of a tweet. So the hashtag go blue on that, you know, is a kind of common mm. hashtag for Michigan football fans. So that probably drew some buzz and the hashtag mystery solved. I don't know. That could be a trending hashtag that I'm not even aware of, but the mystery was solved. Jokingly, it wasn't, but I threw it on there and that, you know, could have raised, you know, visibility of this tweet even further. See, you know, when you said mystery solved, I figured that meant you followed the guy to make sure that he met up with his party wearing that maize and blue outfit. Well, I mean, I wasn't... Because that would be the news story of the of 2018 right there, that you just randomly followed a guy to make sure that he was found after this phone call. I mean, that would be excellent investigative journalism. I'm just still kind of new at the whole journalism thing. <laughs> um, but the, here's the, the funny thing is, um, to again, provide a little, you know, backstory... It's very loud at a football game. Michigan Stadium is the largest football stadium in North America. The only reason I could even hear this phone conversation is because at the halftime performance, there was a Marine team called the Silent Marine Drill Team. And they do a lot of very, they perform in complete silence. And that was one of the few times I've ever heard that stadium completely silent. So just the fact I could hear someone's phone conversation, which was one, almost rude during this intentional silent marine performance but the fact that i could crystally clear he crystally hear with crystal clarity yikes <laughs> that wow that's a saying right there good tongue twister uh, uh again i heard a small conversation very unusual given the circumstances so a lot going on um a lot of people laughed. When I heard it, I, I audibly laughed out loud, and like at least four other people did it. I wasn't looking. I was watching the drill team because they were doing phenomenal like tricks with the rifles, but I just heard it, and I just could not stop laughing because it was just so funny. Such terrible advice on trying to be found in this crowd. <laughs> so, you know, let me get this straight. None of your advice to me would be considered subtle or Timbaland-based. So you have destroyed our theme right here in the first segment of the episode here. Well, again, I did some prep work. I mean, maybe not as much as you, PJ, but, you know, I had to go through my Twitter account, and I tweet every now and then, so there's some scrolling and some, some measurements taken. So <laughs> I did a lot of work before we even discussed making this a fake Timbaland subtle-themed podcast. So I stand by my tweets. I stand by my work. And uh, we have three more segments to try to, you know, right the ship. If you even consider that riding the ship, I would not. But 
you know, so as we as we bring so what's new to a close here with no Timbaland advice of any kind here, I am very disappointed since we started this podcast, tale of 2017 through 2018, that the rapping was it rapping dinosaur rapping grannies tape hasn't had anything happen to it in over a year. Well, it's uh, it's rapping the facts, rapping the facts, dinosaur division. Di- okay. Two out of three. And there was actually a minor story. Again, I went Twitter, not Facebook. Due to a Facebook conversation with a friend who's familiar with the tapes from college. Mm. It's actually one tape, two sides. That's how you know the cassette tapes worked. Um, came up in conversation again because again that was it was a big story in its day. A lot of people had still you know rings true to them. It's still part of their lives. And I you know I got the hunch. Could I even find this online? And I did. I found it on YouTube, and I posted it actually to the Team Weekend Facebook fan page. So if you check the fan page and you scroll through some of those posts, you can get a link to Rap in the Facts Dinosaur Division. So I'm glad we got to tie it in. That was that was a great way to close out on a positive note. Everyone can share in the great music and math knowledge of that tape. And if you can let us know if that math knowledge is guilty, a guilty pleasure, or just plain pleasure let us know i you know what it is to me it's guilty marco you know what i've had enough of this segment people now know what's going on they're up to date let's stop talking about what so what's new and kick it off with a brand new segment here marco yeah we could use a fresh start musical equations is next Equations Musical Equations Music Equations Musical Equations Marco We've got Professor Music Don't care So excited yeah, no, it's very exciting. Premiere of musical equations. I've been working really hard on my music and my math. PJ, I know you've been doing the same. Yeah, and I didn't even wake you up at 6.30 a.m. to do it this time. We are recording this in the middle of the night, and the best part is we have the one and only Professor Music right next to us here to talk about the top musical equations in the industry. Marco, I think the two of us, are ready to impress Professor Music. It's back to school. Are you with us, Professor? Uh, yeah, what is this? This is the Team Weekend Podcast, so welcome to the show. Ah, yeah, Mario and, and PK? <laughs> well, uh, you know what? We are two guys, and you've acknowledged that this is a podcast, and we're going to talk through some music <laughs> based on your teachings. PJ and I are big fans. Uh, all right. Yeah. And uh, Professor Music, if you would, give me the honor. I'd like to share with you what I think is a hacked code in the music. Two artists added together, equaling another artist. It's never been thought of before, Professor, and I need you to confirm for me that this is genius. Uh, all right. I'm, I'm skeptical, but let's, let's just, I just, whatever, just do it. All right. 
Marco, step aside. Here we go. All right. One Republic and their song Secrets. Plus, Ed Sheeran and Happier. Baby, you look happier, you do. My friends told me one day I'll feel it too. Equals Sean Mendez in my blood. Boom. Knock it out, right there. I think that musical equation is genius. Professor Music, tell me I'm right. I, I, it's not good. It's not good, DJ. I, I just, I, we're talking window dressing here. I don't think you're digging in here. Professor, I, I'm not gonna lie. I spent weeks on this musical theory here. Marco, what am I missing here? Uh, I, Honestly, the term window dressing, I maybe is maybe that's a high concept in music. I don't know. From my vantage point, it seems like partial One Republic plus a little bit of Ed Sheeran, that combination kind of yields a sound of, of Shawn Mendes. Is that kind of... seems like what you're going for, right? Well, you know, that's how addition typically works. Yes, to me, you have kind of the bass, you know, boy band with guitar... You know, and even the vocal pitching to me sounds a lot like Ed Sheeran. But the way he breaks out in that chorus in the specific song, In My Blood, totally sounds like the way One Republic breaks out into their vocal choruses. To me, the combination of those two elements into a pop song, that's basically Shawn Mendes in a box. And I can't believe Professor Music is shooting this down. I, I just, you're not digging into the inside of the music here. It's... I mean, you're talking about when the guitar comes in. You're talking about form. All of this, this is this is the music's haircut. It's shoes. You, this is not who the music is. You're not asking who. You're asking what it has. It's nothing. It's nothing to me. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I, I hear, Professor. If you like shoes, you're gonna like my equation. All right, PJ. Get ready for this one. Okay. So we're going to start off with Rafi. Baby beluga in the deep blue sea Swim so wild and you swim so free Then divide by T-Rex The result, Kim Mitso Thompson Classic. All right, Professor, I'm ready for feedback. Marlo, why did you ask me to do this? Actually, PJ did, and you were very kind to join us. Frankly, I think you could use some time outside of your dwelling. But, you know, again, the music, musically speaking, your thoughts. My thoughts are that this is this is a, a joke on me. This is, I, I mean, this, it's nothing. Okay, you know, uh, this is kind of fair. Because you have Rafi with Baby Beluga, and you have T-Rex, you know, with the song, 
you know, bang a gong. So uh, it's division by a dinosaur, and then the Kim Metso Thompson song is dinosaur division. So yeah, maybe not, you know, academically speaking, this was musically, but but from a mathematical standpoint, I think it's pretty sound. PJ, I mean, my my outline here. Marco, what a suck up. You know, it, only you would pick a children's song to start off a show of a musical equations for a guy that starred in children's music shows. You know, the guy's above that, Marco. He's Professor Music for crying out loud. What I'm hearing here is names of bands, names of songs. Yes. And that's it. I mean, what is similar about these musically? You're talking about the fact that the band is called T-Rex and then talking about a song about dinosaurs. Rafi's a hack. Rafi's a hack. <laughs> He's always been a hack. I don't like him. He could never replace me. I'm irreplaceable. Did not know there was beef there, so I apologize. Um, this was my first attempt. Um, room for improvement. But, uh, Professor, uh, anything, maybe, maybe you want to take a, a stab. Yeah, I mean, come on. What are we missing here? Maybe I can help you guys understand this. Well, you mentioned beef. <laughs> so speaking of beef, consider this equation. Captain Beefheart. I cannot go back to your land of gloom Where black jagged shadows Remind me of the coming of your doom Plus Henry Cow. Plus, Thinking Plague. Equals this heat. Baboom. So yeah, so there's some addition there of sound yep i'm not gonna lie marco i had never heard of those any of those songs before but you know maybe that's the genius of professor music we're we're just oh man he's on another level here there's some subtlety and um it's it's a little above me but you know I, i'm i'm into it yeah i'm very much into it so so thank you professor well we'll we'll take this back and we'll we'll for the next time we'll we'll think about this but you um, know what you know, Marco, I, I've thought on it. I've got more. I, you know, just stand right there, Professor Music. Are you sure you want to do this? I, yes, I am very sure. You know what? Knock me down once. I, you know, I, I do it again. I, I come back and I read more of my equations. That's how it works. Okay. Right. Right. Forgot that saying. All right, Professor Music. Imagine a world that has the song Real Thing by Tune Yards. Plus, Beijing by Patrick Watson. Equally, 
Beaver Pitch by Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Hello! Yes! Nailed it! I think I've got him this time, Marco. Professor Music, have I tapped in to the interstellar music universe and found a connection? We bay, I didn't think it was possible for this to get any worse. But uh, I feel deeply misunderstood. I don't know why you guys brought me here. I, w I was perfectly happy. I haven't talked to anyone in decades. It's been great. And now these are the first conversations I'm having. Thank you. Thank you so much for waking me up to bring me here. I don't want to be here anymore. You have one more chance. One. Marco, I mean, hold the phone. What, what's wrong here? This was genius. What am I missing? I mean, you got some goofy names, but I think the, the math is sound, musically. I th yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got, I think, two extremely similar vocals, though one's a female and one's a male. And the adi just adding those two together, plus the percussion elements, it's genius. Marco. Am I right? Am I right? I mean, it's uh, it's not about me. It's not Professor Marco. It's Professor Music. So it's it's not my call here. But um. All right, Professor Marco, tell me what you got for your musical equation. Then we gotta get this right here. We're gonna lose them. Okay, pr Professor, you said one more chance. Um, I'm that chance. Take a chance <laughs> on me. No, no, no. That's just a no, joke. I'm not even. Go I'm not route. even playing around anymore. All right. He almost closed the door there, Marco. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Professor knows Ava, but you know enough. No, we're gonna focus on some more modern music, a little bit. You know, the '80s, starting with Starship and their song "We Built This City." Take that to the power of Trick Tricks. Welcome to Detroit. And the result is Fede Le Grand, put your hands up for Detroit. dragged me from a life of happy solitude seriously i was fine and now i'm on your asinine show i've never heard of a podcast what is that well we'll, we'll send you a link i'm done here this is this isn't working for me i'm out of here goodbye please do not call me again lose my number do not come to my house well well before you go just little constructive feedback i i took the math to another level did a song to the power of another song to equal a third song i thought that was pretty advanced i mean thoughts professor math is about music not math marco but no no <laughs> we built this city to the power of welcome to detroit it makes sense and you have put your hands up for detroit and musically you're taking this rock anthem to this hip-hop level and with this beat and you get the result is a techno song which is the marriage of those two i mean it's you know there's some wordplay here but i i spent time on this too pj 
No, honestly, Marco, this was my favorite musical equation we've we've come up to date. I think this was genius. Maybe I'm okay. a sucker for Detroit being in the, the equation here, but I actually do love all of these songs. And to me, there is a beautiful musical link here. Honestly, you know, don't want to hold it against them, but to me, the math equation is too complicated. Why was it an addition? Why did it have to be to the power? I. I don't know. That was, that was a musical thing. That was that I, I worked it out. I could show the proof. Professor, do you even know these songs? No. Leave me alone. Okay. We we will escort you out because you are feeble. You know. All right. Sorry. Sorry. I'm bitter. Still bitter. <laughs> that was a cheap shot. But uh, we've worked hard. We've worked very hard. And, and people usually don't come on our podcast to, to make fun of us. Usually we do that enough ourselves so this is new for us not hard enough come back when you have something real but it'll cost you you'll have to sing me another song i gotta hear those beautiful voices again well at least there's one smart thing you said all day (laughs) you know marco i think we need to go to the audience on this one professor music we will get you i know we will i think there is some beautiful music equations being spoken here, and we need the audience to tell us, did we get one of these right? These will be on the social media page. Tell us, is Professor Music telling the truth here? Did we get these completely wrong? No, right? It's no. Yeah, one day the Facebook and the Twitter will show you, Professor. Do you even, do you even know what that is? Okay, he's actually gone. He, uh, he did leave, so. And now's a good any time to just wrap up the segment, so. We have math and music, two of our favorite subjects, in our brand new segment, Musical Equations. Minus five seconds to critical mass. It's now time for Mad Mad Marco's Bad Bad Stock Advice. Marco Myers is not a trained stock market professional, nor does he have any stock market experience. Marco Myers' stock market views are not necessarily those of WPFH, its staff, or the Bloomfield Hill School District. Marco Myers does not take responsibility for those stock tips that may turn out to be good. For further questions, call 248-341-WPFH. All right. It's now time to turn money into cents. That's right, Madman Marco's bad, bad stock advice returns after a very long and painful hiatus. Are you ready, PJ? Too painful, Marco. It's been too long since we've gotten some great stock advice from the guru. Great is one man's opinion. The official title's bad, bad to keep me out of trouble. And it hasn't even worked all that well. <laughs> but again, we've, we've done flowers of currency. We've done decorative bones. I don't know how those have fared for you. I don't know if you, you know, you're not obligated to invest, but. You know, decorative bones was a little awkward still to this day um, <laughs> as, uh, as as stock advice. You know, flower, that is an, it seems like that was an extremely long-term investment. So I, correct me if I'm wrong. We, we got to wait and see on that one still, right? Well, here, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest and I'll, I'll admit some, some fault and some short sight. I thought by episode eight, we would have had a global flower economy. So I was wrong. The forecast was a bit <laughs> off. I'm not saying sell yet, but don't not sell. 
on flour. You know, that's a good point. We've never had advice where it's sell something. It's always buy, buy, buy. So tell me, Marco, today, are we buying or are we selling? Are you selling flour? Is that your advice? No, no, no. That would be too prudent. This is bad, bad stock <laughs> advice. And when you're trying to make money, it's always good to buy. We're buying today, PJ. And let me tell you what we're buying. I'm excited. What should I buy? After a very long intro, <laughs> as is tradition. So before I tell you what to buy, you have to learn something. Are you familiar with the scarcity principle, PJ? Of course. Who isn't? Okay. Well, for those who are listening that aren't familiar, I'm going to walk walk you through it. So scarcity pr principles based on the price of a good. It's determined by supply and demand. You know, supply is, you know, how much there is of something. Demand is the level that people want it. If there's more supply than demand, the price goes, PJ? Down. That's correct. Price goes down. <laughs> and if there's more demand than supply, the price goes... Does the, uh, yeah, okay, up. Oh, yeah. See, you do know the scarcity principle. So hopefully everyone <laughs> figured that out. Scarcity can come by many different means. It always means that there's a low supply and there's always a high price. So it could be because of limited production, we trade barriers, environmental factors. No matter what, it's always due to a, a low supply, which equals a high price. So we're going to keep that in mind. Coming up next, it's review because, again, it's been a while. Stock advice isn't about the next trend. It's the next, next trend. That's that's a man, bad Marco, bad, bad stock advice classic. Even for good advice, if for good stock advice, that's a good thing. See, the next trend's already been, you know, people know about the next trend. It just hasn't happened yet, but people have already bet against this. This is how you get ahead of the game right here, Marco. Absolutely. So I'm going to tell you about this next trend. Again, do not buy. Next trend is Ashwood. All right, PJ, you know about the scarcity principle. Are you familiar with Ashwood? Of course. Who isn't? Okay, again, very informed. But for those who aren't, <laughs> Ashwood is commonly found in North America. It's a durable wood. You know, a lot of people use it for furniture. Great for staining, you know. Hmm. Don't like that color wood? Stain it, you know. Ashwood's good for that. I even read that frogs use the leaves for food. So again, there's a lot going for Ashwood. But people already know that. I sense a question, PJ. Yeah, well, so <laughs> you, you, you're, you're, you, you said we're talking scarcity principle, yet we're talking Ashwood, which you said is, it's everywhere. It's used a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm struggling, you know, how is this going to, you know, how's the scarcity principle going to help me out here? No, you're paying very good attention. Much more attention than any segment that I give to you. And that's great. And this is why this segment works. <laughs> great sidekick. Ash wood is plentifully available now. But there's a thing. You may have heard of this. The emerald ash borer. Oh, of course. I mean, who hasn't heard of the uh, this ash borer? It's not just any ash borer. It's the emerald ash borer. These bugs are killing off all these trees. So right now there's a lot of wood. And actually, in the short term, this wood's available because these trees are falling down. So it's kind of a boon for ash wood. It's a next trend. 
not a next next trend. So PJ, I've laid out a lot of detail. Using the scarcity principle, your knowledge of Ashwood, what's the next next trend? Uh, Ashwood seeds, I would think. Hmm. That's good stock advice. But that's not what this segment's about. Try again. (laughs) We're not about growing trees. We're about chopping those trees down to utilize the wood. Tell me, Marco. So we're investing in Ashwood. These trees are... No. We're not. We're not. That was the trick. We're not. That's the next trick. Okay. So scarcity principle, knowledge of Nashwood, knowing the second principle of the next, next trend. Mm. Wheels are turning. See, I don't understand this because scarcity principle would mean you should invest in Ashwood because it's going to become rare. Now it's going to become a valuable commodity because it's, you know there's only going to be so much Ashwood around. It's going to be gone soon. Right. So that is true, but that market's already, people have already figured that out. Oh, really? That's right. A See, shame. that's People... a lot of things I'm telling you. Sounds like a good idea. It's too late. Sometimes if you hear it, it's too late. This this is the breaking news. I will tell you what the stock advice is. That seems like a good idea because right now my guesses aren't getting us any closer. Hey, you know what? You, you know your fundamentals, but you're not the ideas guy, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the next next trend is investing in the emerald ash borer. Those things are awful. Why would you invest in an ash borer? Right. In the current climate, those things are awful. But in enough time, they're going to eat up all the ash trees. Then, what happens to the emerald ash borer? It goes away. It becomes scarce. Okay. Problem here. You know, so, you know, you're like Mr. Ben Stein today. You're really teaching a fundamental economics class here, and I'm really proud of you for stepping up to the plate here. But... I have an issue with your next next recommendation. Feel free to feel free to, to, to share your thoughts. For the scarcity principle to apply, said professor told me three minutes ago on this podcast, there has to be some sort of demand with that supply ratio. So while the supply of ash bores is going down, there was no demand for ash bores. Who the heck likes an ash bore? What demand was there for said ash bore up to this point because right now i see no value except for driving me nuts for ruining all these nice ash woods by the ash bore lots of ash in this this question why would anybody have any demand for ash bores marco that's a fair question see people said things about you know flour and like using people's bones for decorations and these are things that at the time, people thought had no value. This is about the future value. And because right now, there's no real demand, perceived demand, you know, it's a pseudo-technical term. The, the, the price is low. But, you know, anything's rare. People collect stamps. People don't even mail stuff anymore. You know, scarcity is a very tricky thing. See, I think you're overinvested in scarcity here. One could argue, you know, demand has always been there for flour. But once the scarcity factor came into play for flour, yeah, that demand is still there, and that was going to drive the value up. Bones, man, you were way ahead of the game with bones. Nobody knew there was going to be demand with bones. Scarcity principle, 
was already there. So it was really all about demand and getting ahead of that. So you're telling me you're going to play that same game here from Bones to Ash Bores here. You're telling me there's going to be an unanticipated demand for Ash Bores. What kind of world are we going to be living in here, Marco, where people want Ash Bores? Well, you know, I just, you know, predict these stocks. I'm not, you know, a, a philosopher, um, but it, it's not looking good. This future where these have value, I mean, people are going to be talking about the good old days. They're like, man, I uh, I yearn for the day when we just talked about these chopping down a tree. Now, you know, I got to lock my door with triple bolts to, you know, protect this ash borer leg. That's right. Even the leg will have value. You don't even need a fully intact ash borer. That's the post-apocalyptic world that we're going to have. So who do you want to be? Do you want to be the guy inside the futuristic biodome with just the three ash borers that I could buy you land, you know, worth the value of China? Or do you want to be the one begging on the door, wishing, oh man, if I had only listened to the stock tip, there were all sorts. I used to have an ash tree and I just let those borers bore and bore and then just fly away. You know... Stock advice has taken a really dark turn here. You are really betting against some apocalyptic behavior here. But I have one big question. You know, when we we bet, you know, when we talked about flour and the scarcity principle, we were betting within a year basically we were going to lose all the flour here, which was optimistic in my opinion if that if I had known that was to be the case. Ash borers only live for so long. Like when should they start investing in these ash borers cuz you know, if you like put three away right now, thinking you're going to be able to buy the land of China, said Mad Mad Marco, I, you know, they might die in a couple of weeks here. You might have over too early and invested way too soon in said ash borers. That's 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 a good point. I think like most stocks, it's always good to have some sort of good refrigerant or cooler to keep these organisms not necessarily alive, but preserved. Um, if anyone has a good, you know, home DNA sampling kit, that's a great time to whip that out, get some of that ash borer DNA, you know, cause maybe cloning technology ramps up and then you have some real ash borer DNA, you know, even, you know, some vials, you know, might be worth something. You know, you can also just, you know, again, see that the ash trees, the, again, right now the wood is plentiful because they're being chopped down find some of this found wood you might even find some ash borers in that downed tree just haul that in to your dining room you know dinner parties no more we're preparing for the apocalypse you gotta get your ash borers indoors you know you know with you know probably a baby monitor on that log just to kind of monitor if you got a job you know because again you know these stock tips tape take a while i don't want you to go out and quit your job and start harvard harvesting downed ash trees while it sounds like a great idea you need to be a little patient on this one repeat do not quit your job and just start harvesting ash boards that that sounded like good stock advice to me marco well i mean if you're working multiple jobs you can probably drop one of them take your least favorite (laughs) job and quit that because you do need time to get these trees you know there's only 24 hours in a day and, I, and I'm an advocate of sleep. So, you know, that's just a 
that's not even style. That's that's a personal thing. It's more of a health thing. I'm not qualified to talk about health. I'm barely qualified to talk about this. <laughs> that's a good point, Marco. Maybe I need to be doing a health stock advice here, but that's for another episode. <laughs> Marco, though, you did mention one last thing here. I want to bring this up because, you know, I, I'm worried we want to make sure we've poked any possible hole in this stock advice to make sure it's great, authentic advice for the people What's well, authentic? You it's mentioned- very authentic. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> we'll find out, Marco. <laughs> so you mentioned cloning and DNA and all that piece. Like, if they can just clone these ash boards in the future when the apocalypse come, like, doesn't that completely removes said scarcity principle yes and no (laughs) so here's here's what i'm envisioning i'm going to take you to the future Mm. most everyone will have ash borer dna that might be the future (laughs) currency frankly over flour again nothing's written in stone but you know thrown out there clone dna versus original dna I still think there's going to be some way to tell the difference. You know, I'm not a mad, mad scientist. I'm a mad, mad Marco who gives bad, bad stock advice. So again, <laughs> there are some things I need to figure out. What I do know is if you take all this time to figure out these little details, which, you know, you're into details and I respect that, but mm. you know, big picture guys sometimes just got to go out and just bring a bunch of wood into the house start counting these ash borers and then let the dust settle and then you know forgot the move if they need to go in the deep freeze go for it if things start taking a real turn for the worse and right now ash borers are going up on ebay now you have some live ones you got to start you know some liquid capital with those ash borers you know i have to give you at least credit here marco as we kind of wrap up this stock advice because you know phenomenal work marco you've really gotten ahead of the game once again here and I just have to, you know... I've won you over. I knew I would. <laughs> I'm quitting one of my jobs tomorrow on this one. But, like, you know, I, you know, people just don't appreciate how much wood you probably brought into your house to figure out this stock advice. I think that's a fair assessment. People could not guess how much wood I brought into my house. I'm not going to divulge that. You know, that's fair. I mean, but the research matches. This person is thorough i mean he was lugging timber and loads of timber into his house to find these ash bores and realize the missing piece here in the scarcity principle well done mad mad marco i well again a lot of the stuff is you know conceptualized Uh, i've ran a simulation in my head (laughs) and it played out pretty well my living situation is precarious at the moment i don't have this large room to drag wood in you know if you're you know if you're on your own and it's your house and your apartment then you can kind of have free reign and and if i were you i would do that but you know there's also the personal element too you know sometimes you hear about a good stock tip and you can't act on it but if you can tell a friend a friend you can trust then maybe you know you could work something out so pj that reminds me you have extra room in your basement right not for ash bores not no i have a strict no animal policy and that includes ash bores but i love the advice no it's great advice marco no i just just some ash wood no no you know we're, we're good we're good marco I'm, I'm good basement's full basement's full okay well again people you know where to find me 
follow us on social media. We can work out some arrangement. I mean, why not let both of us get rich off this great, horrible stock advice? It's it's fantastic stock advice, Marco. And I'm sure the phones will be ringing off the hook on Facebook soon enough. Make sure you let us know how great this stock advice is and how many ashboards you've collected on our Facebook page in the near future. Great work, Marco. I was almost going to say great wood. You know, different topic altogether. But <laughs> that's it. Madman Marco's ringing stock advice endorsement this episode. Ashboards. Emerald Ashbor. Thank you for your time. Episode 8 coming to an end, but before we leave you, music first. <laughs> and last is the last segment, people, of hopefully not the last episode of Team Weekend. Yeah, way to keep optimistic. We're going to keep trying, and music is an important part of the show. It's been in every episode. And we have a really good host of songs uh, this week. And this week, I mean episode. Usually when I say week, I mean episode. So <laughs> uh... always keep that in mind. <laughs> I was hoping you'd break that that mistake out again. It's a episode tradition at this point. <laughs> yes, but uh, in the tradition of keeping these segments short and crisp, <laughs> we'll just plow right through and start off this. PJ, if you excuse me, I will start this segment <laughs> right now. I was going to say, I, <laughs> I don't mind if you do. All right. Very good. To start off, music. We have Pusha T with If You Know You Know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. This thing of ours, oh, this thing of ours. A fraternity of drug dealers ringing off. I just happen to This be is the first track off of his latest album, Daytona. A very good album. I listened to it all throughout the summer. This was my favorite song off that album. And also, I want to mention... Not technically the winner, but this is the artist, Pusha T, who won the Team Weekend poll of Best Rap Beef. Pusha T's Rap Beef with Drake won out 100% to over Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly, which I have to say was a very good rap beef in its own right, but I did myself vote for Pusha T. <laughs> you would. I, th- there's, I don't think there's really that much competition. That Drake-Pusha T battle will, will go down in history. It's just one of those epic ones. Pusha T 
was ruthless in that battle. And I mean, you know, this whole album, he just sounds so angry and just, there's a, it's, you know, a lot of people mark this the best of the Kanye albums that came out in that whole Wyoming Sessions group. Me personally, I still like Kids See Ghosts the most, but this song, I love the drop, the beat once this thing gets settled in. It, it's a good song. Absolutely great production value on this album. PJ, you've got some good production on your songs. What do you got for us? So I'm going to start off with kind of two rock bands that are going with throwback sounds. And the first one doing that is Sundara Karma with Illusion. So this is a British rock band that's on the cusp of almost top 40 in Great Britain. I mean, their their top 40 is a lot more uh, diverse than our top 40 tends to be in the U.S. But to me, this band, it was kind of a surprise out of nowhere band that started to make hits. And, you know, I think their original hits sounded a lot more like Kings of Leon. This one really grabs onto a newer trend where it's just super funky, sensual, uh, groovy, you know, it, the band that I think kind of trademarked the sound this year was the Arctic Monkeys, but that one, that album just didn't work for me. This one just does. It clicked for me. It's got, I guess, a mix of that Arctic Monkey with Franz Ferdinand and maybe a little George Clinton, you know, mixed in there if we want to keep the musical equations theme going. I, I think this was a very fun song, and I'm going to have a more simple equation. Sundra Karma equals David Bowie. This reminds me a lot of David Bowie's uh, song, and uh, I really enjoyed Bowie, and this is a great song and a great throwback, as you said. Yeah, that was a huge miss on my part. David Bowie is definitely a good call. Marco, what other good calls did you make in music today? Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that this made the British non-top 40, but my next song may have made the actual British top 40 because this is a big song, a big album across the board. It's Janelle Monet with Don't Judge Me. So this song was off of her summer release, Dirty Computer, which is a great album, uh, well-received critically, and, you know, very, very music. As an artist, she, you know, goes all over the place. This was kind of a slower ballad, which actually probably didn't make the British top 40 because it's not very radio-friendly, but a very beautiful song, great strings, and, you know, great vocals from Janelle. Yeah, I can confidently say I don't think I heard this one in the top 40, but Janelle definitely has been in the top 40 before, and I'm really happy you picked this artist. She's one of my favorites, and to me, when I think of Janelle, and this song is no exception, she, to me, at this point, is the closest embodiment we still have left of Prince. Absolutely. That theme kind of runs throughout, and it's a, it's a great album. I, I suggest you listen to all of it. Lots of hits that made the radio, but this is one that didn't, which is why I put it in the Team Weekend playlist. So, swinging it back towards these rock bands that are doing throwback sounds. This one has a throwback name. It's the 1975 with Love It If We Made It. 
this throwback sound a little bit different than the Sundara Karma one, which I agree, Marcus, uh, David Boy was a great kind of simple way to describe that one. This one I think of as like Peter Gabriel and Phil Collins, this just really 80s synth vibe sound. I, you know, I don't know. I, I used to think this was played out, but I think it's, you know, everything, what goes around comes around, and this works for me again. You know, 80s has been trendy for a lot of this 2000 stretch, and I'm still not done with it. Yeah, I definitely think people are taking new takes on the sound, and I think just being older, I'm more receptive for the second time around of that trend. Uh, you know, aside from the music of it, this is a lot of intense lyrics, and I actually kind of found a, a thing on Genius Online that kind of had the lead singer kind of going through all the definitions and everything, what he what he felt with as the band was writing this song. There's a lot going on. It's a political song, and it's kind of, it's a fun song, but also kind of a message song at the same time. You can definitely hear the emotion in the vocals, but, you know, I mean, it's always interesting to me with the 1975, when they came out, they were super poppy and just, they seemed like they were going to be kind of that top 40 band, but I think, you know, last album definitely kind of set a tone. They kind of give you the pop, but then they also give you tracks that are much more deep than anything you would have expected out of this band. So credit to them. I think they're going to head that direction with a new album coming out again late here at the end of the year. Marco. About halfway there, what's your number three? Halfway there, and we are still staying in the south. We have T.I. with Hefe featuring Meek Mill. She let you know I'm a draper in that. She went to D, I've been waiting on that. I've been doing my thing, they've been hating on that. And I meant what I said, I ain't taking it back. We get your chain, we ain't taking it back. Reach for my chain, get your flesh for that. Only speak on my name when you stay in the facts. Please, I know we ballin' too much. And all of these pretty hoes fallin' for us. I say, Vin, I keep mommy and call it to us. If I give you my number, don't call me too much. Prende. So this was the first single off T.I.'s album Dime Trap, Dime representing 10, Trap representing Trap Music, and it was his 10th studio album, hence Dime Trap. Fun fact or boring fact, you make the call. <laughs> but for this album, this was my favorite song. Uh, Meek Mill does a really good and extended feature on it. Uh, the beat's fun with the Mexican horns. Overall, I thought this album of all my list was the weakest. I still would recommend it, but this was definitely the top song from that dime trap oh interesting because i was actually gonna say you know i've i've liked ti for a long time especially all through college but i kind of gotten bored with him and i went you know i just you know i saw his name new album i was like all right let's go back and check it out i actually kind of liked it i haven't done a full deep dive on it like i've just listened through stuff and liked it but uh this one i agree the the Mex the mexican latin horns and the way he flows off of that it works really well yeah and i should probably clarify myself i would still recommend it but i just think it's a very deep music segment i'm very like a lot of my artists i enjoyed the album but when it comes to dirty computer or daytona or the other artists i'll get to some really fantastic albums from this summer and fall so check out you know dime trap but you know do it on your own time if you if you're in a rush just stick with Hefe. All right, we are officially halfway with music, and I'm gonna take a little bit of a transition with the songs I'm picking. The next three for me are all female artists. I'm gonna start out super poppy with the song Sway by Toadstripe. No, so sway with me, don't speak. Stay with me, no sleep. Baby, are you tired up? All 
right, so this one, you know, uh, of the next few, this one's kind of the su just simple listen, something that's kind of fun. Um, you know, I picked a few weeks ago um, some other female pop artists I thought uh, were worth a listen, and I figured I'd kind of build off that trend. There's a lot of this music out there that I think is pretty good right now. A lot of it, once again, in that theme of female empowerment. But this one I, I like. It's got a fun dance beat. The way she sings in kind of double beats off of off off the beat works well for me. But you know, a lot of this this pop at this point is trending much more towards the EDM side of the world. This one a little slower, but still has that beat to it. Makes it kind of stand out a little bit compared to the rest of it. No, I agree. I, I the one takeaway from this song for me was very engaging. There's lots of little elements between the vocals and the music and things, and the, the way it changes structure throughout the song. Your your keeps your interest throughout, and it was a very it was fun pop, different pop, but definitely fun song. To just close out this song, though, I uh, will mention she's a Swedish pop singer. In general, if you actually do like this stuff, you should totally go check out kind of that space because it's shocking how much good pop music kind of comes out of that Swedish, Finnish area. It, you know, you wouldn't know it's European at all, but their, their vocals blend in perfectly with kind of American pop music. Marco, what do you got in your final two? All right, this song is working hard to crack the Finnish top 40. It's Travis Scott with Stop Trying to Be God. Ride for it every night. Visions in these angles tight. Truth be told, I never try. Diamonds are the wife of life. All three rollies look alike. After two, you get a hookup price. So, if you haven't heard of Travis Scott, you probably actually have his song Sicko uh, Mode is huge right now. It's featuring him and Drake. It's a crazy song, a lot going on. The whole album, Astro World, is kind of this same vibe, but every song is different, and I picked this one as kind of like a minor hit off that album. A lot of really good uh, music that has, you know, great vocals that features with James Blake and Kid Cudi. It has, you know, this harmonica, which is interesting. It's a, it's a slower pace, and uh, this is a deep album, Astro World, so I, I strongly recommend the entire album. And this is just one that's not constantly on the radio, so just want to give people another look at a good song off this album. Yeah, I mean, this album, I think, is up there on the critic charts, This out, you know, when you start looking at end-of-year lists. Um, I'll admit I probably need to do a little more work with Travis Scott. But I think for me, throwing another musical equation out there, definitely kind of getting a T-Pain, Kendrick Lamar mixture in here. Yeah, that's, that's that's interesting. We'll have to run that by Professor see what he thinks. But uh, another thing, as you listen to this album, I'd say give it multiple listens. I don't think I didn't get it the first time. It took me a lot of the radio play for Sicko Mode to kind of get me back into the whole album. So it's, it's different. I enjoy how weird it is and how weird he's pushing it. So... Uh, it takes more than one listen, but I think it's worth your while. PJ, what international sensation do you have for us next? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't think this one's international, believe it or not. I think we're going back domestic here for me, but we are staying female with the song Adored by Laurel. So now, my last two songs here are going to be more in the rock indie space. Love this one. 
the guitar kind of a little bit bluesy, garage rock, and then you got this really strong female rock vocal to go on top of it. Gives a lot of emotion, and this whole album kind of talks about love in really strong, complicated ways. But one of the artists this made me think of, though, she's not kind of doing that speak sing thing that she does with the guitars and the combo made me think of her is Courtney Barnett who's blowing up all over the place right now and I think you're seeing a lot of artists that are kind of fitting into that space yeah the the, the female vocal I think is definitely the driving force of the song it just kind of simply it just jams it's it's a good solid song that's very enjoyable yeah and I just when she hits the chorus it she just explodes and there's a lot of just energy and emotion that comes there and for me that gets me hooked um so definitely recommend this on the whole album is actually really strong so recommend giving that one a listen all right marco we are in the final two songs here one apiece last song of episode eight marco what do you got my last song of episode eight is bun b with trap hands in the trap. you see i'm from the trap and i done done the trap and boy when i was in the trap i used to run the trap and just cause you from the hood don't mean you from the trap But if you are, then put them trap hands up at Alright, so we're staying in Houston, Bun B and OG versus the relatively newcomer Travis Scott. This album kind of seems like an OG album, very southern feel, and he's got all sorts of southern rap artists on it. Again, I had a kind of small southern rap mini theme you know, I was jealous of PJ's club weekend last weekend, so I made a southern rap playlist for my for my music segment. This closes out, and this is a great person to close it out. This also, in addition to Bun B from Houston, has Yo Gotti from Memphis and Two Chains from Atlanta. So you're getting all the major cities for us uh, for southern rap, and it's it's just a great song. You hear this? This is southern rap, and it's very quality southern rap at that. Thought you could just slip in an undercover theme like that, Marco? Oh, unbelievable! I absolutely did. It was, I actually thought of a hashtag, hashtag Subtle South theme. <laughs> you even knew my comeback. I, uh, you built a... Uh, unbelievable. Back to the song, though. <laughs> I will say what I wrote down when I listened to this song. It's fun. Um, and, like, everybody kind of takes a piece of this song. And it kind of reminded me of, like, Welcome to Atlanta from way back in the day like where you know you kind of jump from each person to in the, in the fun way here yeah it's definitely a fun song and i definitely recommend the album which i didn't mention return of the trill is the album name there's tons of features throughout gary clark jr does some great work he does have a song with pimp c again they were the group ugk back in the day um with pimp c's passing bumby has done some solo work so this was a fun song great album and lots of good southern rap out there in 2018 all right, PJ, so I've taken you from the south. You've taken us everywhere and nowhere and everywhere between. <laughs> How are you going to close us out? Uh, we're going back. We're staying, we're staying domestic, I think, here. This one is going to be Paranoia by Liza Ann. Okay, so this song, when I heard it, I literally said this is going to be the best thing I hear all fall. Like, and it, it, I can tell you, it still stands true uh, by time of recording for us. I won't reveal when we recorded this 
to give us some slack on editing. But uh, <laughs> but I will say this song, I just, I love it. It, it starts out with this kind of basic 2-4 beat, but there's just so much that's layered in. The female vocals are great once again, which kind of carries it, but there's also these moments of energy rock that break into it. Um, kind of reminds me of Sleigh Bells at points. She breaks into these energy bits. It just kind of gives uh, things away a, a sense of fresh energy. No, a absolutely. This was, um, again, those, those kind of dynamics reflect the song title and, you know, the song message. And, and out of all your five PJ that you talked about, this was my favorite. So I'm kind of glad you closed with this instead of kicking off with it because it would have been kind of awkward for the rest of the music segment. But this was my favorite of all your five. I'm not sure what that means for the rest of my five songs, but I do usually try to pick my favorite as the last song on my list. So that did work out. Hey, subtle theme. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> subtle plan at least. I don't know about theme. But you know what, Marco? Uh, that's it for themes. That's it for music. That's it for episode eight. We are done. We're leaving. All our work is done. We can, we can stop now. Yeah, we can stop, but the listener must continue to listen because there's 10 more songs on the Spotify playlist. We have put some good stuff there. There's a lot of good stuff. I swear, there's some buried tracks, if you listen, that are going to make the year-end playlist. I can guarantee there's a lot of good music that we cover in episode 8 that we didn't even have time to cover in the actual segment. That's a great point. And, you know, just a little bit of a teaser. We do plan to have an end-of-the-year episode coming back with our top 30 songs and everything. So feel free to do that. But this is our last normal segment of music this year. Marco, we're done. This themelessly themed episode has been completed. Well, yeah, I mean, we kind of, we worked through it. And I think, you know, I had faith that it would turn out okay. And I think it did. And, you know, as a, as a you know, backup plan, I had hashtag subtle south theme, um, which I think was a subtle success in its own right. So personal victory, you know, team victory, podcast victory, <laughs> so much victory. <laughs> Too much victory. All right, that's it, Marco. <laughs> we'll let the listeners go and say see ya next episode. Later. Everybody's working for the Next time on the show, Team Weekend brings back So What's New. Alright PJ, we're back So What's New. This time, there's another twist. Done a deep dive on my Snapchat over the last year. Uh, Marco, this might be new to you, but those snaps, they're not around anymore. What? My life is nothing? 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 Well, that was depressing. But in other news, Team Weekend goes to the lab to work even harder to impress Professor Music. Hey, Marco, do you have a second? I have an idea. Not now. I'm in the zone. If you've learned to multiply,
Just leave the rest to me. This is amazing. We'll change the numbers all the You just can't let that go. Tune in next week. Peace out, podcast listeners.